Reporting on the games you love by people who love to game. The MMO Reporter Network. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of WoW Pet Battle Crew. I'm your host, Josh Augustine. I'm flying solo this week after our awesome episode with Eleanor last week. Um, but I think it's high time we review our Wombo Combos team. I hope you're with me. Now, we've been pulling off big hitting two-move combos for over a month now, and it's time to finally say what we really think of the pets we lined up for this team. And hey, I'll even go first. Now, I gotta ask, who is with me when I say that the health-health breed of unborn Valkyr is just absolutely terrible? Right? I, I just completely underestimated how important speed was for this pet. I mean, I knew it was bad. We brought it up on the episode that we introduced the team that my breed wasn't great. But it's just really, really, really bad as a health health pet. Alright, but enough of my rant. Let's see what you guys thought. Um, up first, August... Alright, let me try and get this name right. I have to say it every episode, but maybe this time. August Cornelius Frost Schilling Hedegaard. Um, he said, so I've done a couple battles with the two-shot team, and he liked a Zandalari Knee Biter as his third pet. But he doesn't think it works as well. It, he went five uh, wins, or three wins, five losses. He says, I think the failure was caused by having no downtime pet. For when Doom was on the enemy pet, as I most, um, most of the time didn't get a Doom proc with all the burst damage my other pets had. And that was a problem I ran into a lot too, where you put on Curse of Doom, but if they leave the pet on the front lines, you're just going to be punching it anyways. It's probably going to die before Do Curse of Doom procs. Um, unless you have like a fully defensive build, build where you can just stall or get other benefits by swapping. But that was not the case with this team. He swapped out to Rotten Little Helper as his third pet. And he found that the turn to set up booby traps, um, booby trap presence, gave Doom enough time to tick and kill the enemy pet. So he actually got more out of it. So that seems great. Booby trap presence is the perfect stall tactic because you're dealing like 700 damage. But you're dealing it on the next pet, not the pet that has Curse of Doom on. Um, Doug Taylor in response suggested, do you have any pets that can force a pet swap? He thought that would be a good way to combo with Curse of Doom, so that you can work in Curse of Doom, but then also put DPS onto a curse-free pet by forcing it to the back line. Um, and then August said, crawling claw is exactly what we're looking for, but he said, farming it will make you really, really annoyed. And let's be honest, the last, the last thing that this team needs is another pet that's super annoying to farm, because the Unborn Valkyr is bad enough already. Um, but the crawling claw might be a good alternative to the Unborn Valkyr, as August says. If you don't have either one of those, maybe try farming that one instead, because it might work a little uh, better. David Meyeralt says, I played this team this weekend. He put in the third wheel Zao Kaffling of Nezu, though I'm not pronouncing that right, I'm sure. That's from the Celestial Tournament. Um, he really liked his two-turn move combo, which is in fact a one-move combo, but it takes two turns to execute. That's where he powers up for one turn, and then just punches through for crazy damage on the next one. Um, he says it took him a few turns to get his mechanics right and learn not how to not lose stupidly, um, which is, <laughs> for example, using Haunt when I only had the Valkyr left, haha. Uh, don't worry, David, we have all, we all did that at least once on this team, where you're like, oh, Curse of Doom, Curse of Doom, haunt, without looking at your backline and realizing, oh, I just lost the game. Because when you haunt it, your team is considered dead. He says Zhao's heal is fantastic, either on the whelp or on himself. I like that a lot. This team, adding a heal to it, I think does that a lot. Because the combos are so strong, but the pets are usually left with like one-third health when the combos are done. 
and that's not enough health to swap it out and then swap it back in for the combo later, so you're forced to just kind of punch. Uh, but if you actually have that heal in there, you can execute the combo twice, which I really like. Uh, David also pointed out, and I found this to be very true as well, he sees a lot of anti-Valkyr teams... Um, like crabs with the shield, or um, I've seen a lot of rabbits out there, and it's just the Valkyr is so common that you're you're running into a lot of counters out there. Uh, Daniel Nordstrom also throws out. Um, okay, first he throws out that he tagged all of his pets with the name uh, or with the tag WPBC while pet battle crew, which I love. Um, August responded said, "Why don't we all do that?" So that when we fight each other, we know that we're fighting people that listen to the podcast. That is awesome. So I named all the pets on my team WPBC. I wasn't even creative about it. They're all named exactly the same. I didn't give them surnames or anything. So if you if you fought somebody with all three of those, that was me. If I forfeited, I apologize. I hit a bad streak of luck where I was just rage forfeiting <laughs> at some points. Whereas like I'd face the same guy three times. And if, like, he got a crit or if I made the wrong call and I, you know, Curse of Doomed right when he dodged or something, I would just quit because it was over at that point. Um, all right, Fumblefoot also throws in that she added Snarly as the third wheel, which I thought was interesting. Played 19 games, won 10 of them, lost six times, and tied three times. I tied a lot, too. I don't know what it is about this team, but I tied a lot. Um it could have been poor start choices or switching poorly, she says, but I found that there are a lot of counters for two-hit combos. And then later, I asked her to clarify later, and she talks about it's not so much that they were able to remove the debuffs, um, but they were dodging, blocking, and avoiding. And if the punch is predictable, such as, you know, conflagrate or something like that where you light up the burn and then do conflagrate, they just kind of swapped the pets out and then the punch wasn't as devastating. Uh, she does point out that the Nexus, Nexus Whelpling is great because the combo relies on a weather effect instead of a debuff, so it's kind of a global thing. But if they have a weather effect, they can override it. Um, Fumblefoot says, not willing to give up on the team yet. I'm just thinking something with the landmines help will help this team out, um, which is exactly what August found uh, up top, which is the Rotten Little Helper doing so well on this team. So, ultimately, Fumblefoot says, I could have just had a rough morning and wasn't at the top of my game. But it says, as for Little Ragnaros, which I suggested because I really like Little Ragnaros' combo. It's one of the only completely unavoidable combos in the game outside of dodging, which dodges anything, obviously. Uh, but because it applies Flamethrower, which goes on the ground. So, even if they swap pets, even if they ignore weather effects, even if they overwrite the weather, they're still burning. And then you can still conflagrate punch them. Fumble says, but maybe I can talk my sweet husband into getting him f for me for Valentine's Day. So it's after Valentine's Day. I hope he got little Ragnaros Fumblefoot. If not, maybe convince him to get you a late Valentine's Day present. Alright, changes I made. Let's get into what I thought of this team. Every now and then we play a team, I think. We just have to admit it, right? I'm going to be honest. Let's be honest right now. Every now and then we play a team that just doesn't work out the way we wanted it to. The terrible turnip on the original Sunlight team is a good example, where I really thought the terrible turnip would work out. There were some doubters in the community, and the community, as they often do, proved to be right. Uh, the terrible turnip wasn't great on that team. Th there was a later team, the Lightning uh, Call Lightning 2.0 team or whatever, that we made. The, the terrible turnip does work well on. But on this team, I think the Unborn Valkyr is that pet. Uh, to be fair, mine is an uncommon quality. And it's health, health. And with those stats, the Unborn Valkyr is just a bad pet. 
Uh, the grind is too long for me to keep trying to get a balance, balance one. Like, I spent two weekends, two weekends, entire weekends, trying to get a balance, balance. I couldn't get it. It's just so, it's, it's such a nasty grind. Um, and I'm not going to stone. I'm not, I, I don't have a ton of rare undead stones to turn undead pets into rare. I'm not going to stone an HH Unborn Valkyr, which, oh, yeah, so I should clarify, just for people that don't know. HH, I'm referring to the breed. Sorry, so that means that their health is boosted up, but their attack power and their speed is low. BB is balanced, which is all their stats have a boost. And this pet really relies on having speed, so having health, health. <laughs> and because the pet is usually dealing damage while it's not alive, the health isn't a big deal. You want power and you want speed. Um, so the health, health just isn't a very good pet. So... I have to admit, the first thing, I really hate doing this when we build teams, right? I never want to swap out one of the primary pets because I feel like that's really kind of destroying the team that we're trying to build. But the first thing I ended up doing was swapping out an Unborn Valkyr for third wheel pets. Um, but luckily, we had a lot of them to try. I suggested a bunch. You guys suggested a bunch more of pets with awesome combos. So some of the ones I tried, Feline Familiar. This was definitely my favorite third wheel. I love that his combo has two finishing moves. So you start with stealth, and that gives him 150% damage to his next attack, but it reduces his speed by 30%. And then he has two huge punches, Onyx Bite, which is over 400 damage magic, and Call Darkness, which is over 400 damage humanoid. So combined, that's over 1,000 damage. And you can choose to do humanoid or magical, depending on what they are. Not only does that give you a better chance of critting on them, getting the bonus damage, it gives you a better chance of not being countered. Which, is, which was the case more than being able to crit them, I found. Was I would go out there and be like, oh, they have flying. Okay, well, I'm going to do magical. Oh, they have... Uh, oh, what is humanoid weak against? Beast? I'm trying to remember. It's been too long. Uh, but yeah, whatever they're weak against. Okay, then I'll do the magic. Um, I just love this pet. Also, I got reminded how amazing this pet is. This is the little cat with the little witch's hat that's just adorable. Um, but when you get on a flying mount and you start flying, he hops on a little broomstick and follows you around. It just looks great. I love it. Uh, but little Ragnaros. This guy, I've said it so many times on the show, he is OP. He's overpowered. His damage is out of this world. And his combo is one of the only combos, like I said, that can't be dodged by pet swapping or using weather effects. It's so reliable. Um, even his normal punch. His normal punch, right, that's spammable, does over 500 damage. 500 damage every turn, spammable. It has an 85% hit chance. That's the one downside. But other comparable skills with that same hit chance are closer to 400 damage. And this is over 500. It's just an incredible pet. Um, it, you, you can pretty much put it in any team, and it works well. But on this team, obviously, its combo is perfect. I love it here. Chrominius is still fun. This is the little... Uh, the little dragonkin pup. His combo is you do howl, which increases the damage the enemy takes by 200 or 100% for two turns. And then you do a super huge nuke that'll hit him for like over 2000 damage. But he has to wait two turns afterwards to recharge. And that can be pretty annoying, especially on a combo team where we just want to be executing two move combos over and over and over again. Still, I mean, doing 2k damage in a single turn is fun. Uh, Eternal Strider, I tried this guy as well. This is the guy that has Pump, right? He has uh, Cleansing Rain and Pump, which deals heavy damage. It's kind of a fun combo, but it's really slow, and it's super obvious. It's easily avoidable, because, I mean, you have two tells. Cleansing Rain, okay, well, they know you aren't playing it for the heal, so obviously you're going to do some big aquatic damage. Then Pump, you have to use one turn, and it does nothing. Then the next turn you use it, it does huge damage. 
But that's two turns where they can see it coming and have a chance to respond and come up with something, like either swap in something that it deals low damage against or dodge, I mean, whatever you want to do. I just didn't think the pet was worth it, as cool as it was. Kunlai Runt. Uh, this is a great pet with a great combo, right? This is a little humanoid yeti that comes out and he chills you and then slams you in an iceberg, essentially. It's a great pet, but it relies on a stun effect to get a lot of its value. And that conflicts with Arcane Winds from the Nexus Whelpling, which is a pet on this team that we do love, that we don't want to remove. So it's Kunlai Run is a great combo pet, but it's not a great combo pet on this team. Pandaren Monk, I brought this guy up, right? He was on one of our very first teams ever. Um, but it, he has a fun combo. Uh, Focus Chi, where he gets an increase his next attack by 100% for one round. And then a huge punch that deals 463 damage times two. So, like, almost 1,000 damage. The problem with this combo is it's easily avoidable, right? It, he only gets the buff for one turn. So, he know, so they know you have to use it that turn. But I actually do like him a fair amount, even though his hit is kind of an obvious tell. Um, because of how strong Dragonkin pets are right now, and it's humanoid damage, which will just tear through a Dragonkin pet in one hit that one combo. I like that a lot. And of course, Rotten Little Helper, which we brought up before. He's a really fun addition to the team. He's a super solid pet overall, like we talked on the Christmas team. He was the saving grace of that team. But he's not really a combo pet, so I tried others more because I wanted to try and keep with the combo theme, even though I do think he is a really strong third wheel on this team. Alright, so let's look at when this team worked. And when this team worked, it was mostly because I was able to one-shot enemy pets with my combos. I'd get my Nexus Weppling out, Toss on the weather effect, arcane wind, so you can't be stunned, and then just start cranking out mana surge, which is just, bam, if it's hitting, it's like 600 to 800 damage every turn. And it could usually kill the enemy pet in two turns, if both hit, which is about a 66% chance, one in, or, excuse me, a two-thirds chance that the first two are going to hit the enemy pet and kill it. That's pretty good, 66% chance. Then, the enemy pet has to swap in their next pet, which takes a huge hit from Mana Surge, so it's already close to half health. And then I could usually take it out for the win, right? At that point, the Nexus Whelpling, if it doesn't die before Mana Surge is done, it can at least get one more hit out. It's going to do heavy damage at that point. And then, if your other two pets can't beat one and a half pets, you failed in picking your pets. <laughs> so I think I could usually win it out at that point. Arcane Storm, I think, was one of the great abilities. There's a, just a ton of stuns out there. And this weather effect stopped all of them for me. I don't think I had a single stun. Now, I'm t I don't want to lie here, but I can't remember getting a single stun landing on me for the entire time I played this team. Because Arcane Winds is one of those awesome weather effects that hasn't been, its duration hasn't been nerfed. So when you cast it, it lasts a long time out on the field. And there's no downside because we're not running any stuns. So it's just a benefit for us. Um, and it's one of the least popular weather effects, which I think the opponent didn't really think about it. I don't know. Because it's so unpopular, I think players aren't used to playing against it. I had a lot of people try the Kunlai Runt combo on me and then like kind of not really know what to do when their stun didn't land. They'd try it anyways, but it didn't work. I even had one guy try one of the, try one of the abilities that all it does is stun. Uh, I think it's Clobber, one of the monkey abilities. He ran up and clobbered me, and it's just like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> you clearly did not read the weather effect on <laughs> this Arcane Storm. Um, another great ability, though, that worked, Mana Surge. Like I said, 600 damage a turn is brilliant, even with the 80% hit chance. 
The misses didn't bother me as much as they normally do. I really don't like missing on abilities because of how powerful this ability is when it does land. Without the misses, it would feel like cheating. This ability would have to get nerfed like crazy. It would just be insane, right? The 80% hit chance is there for a reason. And it still feels pretty good with it. You almost always get two hits out of the three, which is good enough to kill almost any pet. That's usually going to be... 1200 damage base, but because the dragon can passive, you're actually going to deal an extra 600 damage on the final hit. Or sorry, 600, an extra 300 damage on the final hit, so it's closer to about 1500 damage. That's going to kill almost any pet out there. Dragonkin passive, which I just mentioned, is another one of the abilities that works so well for this team. And I've, I've said this a lot, I'm super high on the dragonkin passive right now. If you aren't playing dragonkins, you need to, because it's so good. It's the best in the game right now. It's even better than undead, I think. Um, and it works particularly well with Mana Surge on this team, which is all-out aggressive. That's what Dragonkin want. Just all-out punch, 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 kill them before they kill you, because no one can outrace you with the Dragonkin passive. Alright, Prowl. I, I mentioned this one earlier. I like this ability a lot on this team. Uh, it's a 150% damage boost, where, like, uh, Charge, or what's the mechanical one? Supercharge, I think? It's only 125%. This is 150%. And the big deal is it lasts for two turns, unlike most steroids in this game, um, which gives you options. And even if you don't use it the second turn, the enemy knows that you could. And so they aren't really sure when to use their dodge. And it becomes this cool kind of mental mind game where it's like, all right, they know that I know they have a dodge. So they think that I think that they think that I'm going to pass on my turn so that I can hit him next turn after the dodge, or that sort of thing. So it's a really cool game. The 30% speed penalty isn't really a big deal. Um, the pet, You're not going to be going faster than a ton of pets anyways, and it doesn't really matter if you're faster than them. Um, you're probably not going to one-shot kill them with this ability. You're going to get them low, but then you're going to have to finish them next turn. So either way, it's not a huge deal. I'll happily trade the speed buff for more damage. And the thing I love about this ability is the feline familiar already has a lot of great nukes. And this just turns them into super mega death nukes of total destruction. It's incredible. Like, the oh man, I crit on one of them with the prowl. And I can't remember the numbers. Over 2,000 damage. And just like, boom, their health was gone. It was amazing. They may have they may have put on like reckless strike or something that made them take damage. I forget what it was. But I just remember seeing over 2,000 damage crop on the screen from a two-hit combo on this pet. It's just like, ah, oh, I love my life. Alright, Conflagrate. I only got a few more uh, abilities that I really like. Conflagrate, wonderful as always. I already said it a lot. It's great elemental damage. Works perfectly with Flamethrower. Uh, Sulfurous Smash. This is the punch that Lil Ragnaros has. 512 damage specifically. Spammable every turn. It's just so good. I can't not mention it again here. I have to say it. It's so good. And of course, Booby Trap Presence is a lot of the community side. It's so much damage. And it's so fun to play with. I just, I love this ability because you throw it out there. And you know the enemy pet knows it's coming. But you put them in a position where they have to take it. And it just, oh, feels so good. If you like playing, like, blue decks in Magic that are all about control and counter spells or, like, Hearthstone mages, like, that sort of stuff, you love this sort of ability, too, because it just makes you feel so powerful. All right. But you know what doesn't make me feel powerful? <laughs> what I lose with this team over and over again. So when this team failed, this team always felt like it it had a chance of getting back in, but it never quite pulled it off, right? It always felt like I was racing right behind them. I hated that I 
really have to start with the unborn Valkyr if I put her in my lineup. Her her specialty is going out there and killing herself and then coming back later in the game. So you can't use her late in the game because she won't come back at that point. You have to play her early. It's just kind of the way she is. And she's been so popular for so long, most teams have a counter for it. Like I mentioned, a dodge happy critter or an undead pet that doesn't really care so much about losing its health because it's killing the rest of your team. I got a bunch of those... um mini undead skeletons that sacrifice their health to deal 250 damage to your whole team and they just do that over and over and it's like i got curse of doom that's fine i'm gonna hit your entire team four times before i die uh i don't know the breed of the onboard valkyr really hurt too like i said mine almost always lost mirror matchups where they play onboard valkyr i play mine theirs is dealing more damage and it's going faster than mine that's just not a good combo the one plus I will say to going slow on the Unborn Valkyr matchup, which is interesting, I can't remember who, but someone in the Google Plus community pointed this out and I hadn't really thought about it. So I, I tried it out and I love it. If the Unborn Valkyr on the enemy team haunts first, you can actually remove their haunt by making yours haunt, right? Because haunt is a debuff that stays on until the enemy pet dies. So if they put it on you and then you immediately haunt, not only do you avoid their curse of doom damage you avoid their haunt damage because it kicks them back to being alive and the curse of doom is still on them so they're going to take damage i mean it's a great counter to unborn valkyr which is weird the unborn valkyr is probably the best counter to itself so if they haunt you first you just wait so if i'm the slower pet on my second turn i wouldn't haunt i would just do the punch right and they'd usually miss because they haunt me, but that's fine. It's kind of a fail-safe to make sure. Okay, they haunted me. Now I haunt whatever comes out, and their pet is done. Um, if they're smart, they would just keep punching me. They wouldn't haunt me because they knew I had the slower pet. And then they just eventually beat me because they had the better stats and the speed. Um, they'd get more punches in than I did. But if even if the Unborn Valkyr traded poorly, um, I mean, this team... I'm. Yeah, I shouldn't say even. This team got really far behind. I'm trying to sugarcoat it, but I'm not going to. The, unbo the Unborn Valkyr is pure boomer bust. It either kills an entire pet by itself and comes back with full health, or it does almost quite literally nothing, <laughs> as long as you're trying that same strategy. Sometimes you can just punch and get something out of it that way, but at that point, there are a lot better pets at punching than, the, than a health-health Unborn Valkyr, so you should get one of those. But from there... A single Mana Surge miss made me weep, right? Because if the Unborn Valkyr died, if a Mana Surge also missed, it was GG. Like, every now and then I'd get a lucky Mana Surge and it would get me back in the game. But, I mean, if it dodged Onyx Bite, because Onyx Bite, the big magic attack from Feline Familiar, has an 85% hit chance, like the little Ragnaros ability. So it misses sometimes, and you've done Prowl, Onyx Bite, miss. That made me rage sometimes, too. <laughs> But this team relies on combos, and if two of them failed, there was just not a hole left on the table that could carry you home. And so when Unborn Valkyl failed, there was really nothing, there was no room for error after that. No room for bad luck even after that. So let's look at some of the abilities I didn't really like. Curse of Doom. Um, this is one of those abilities, I, f I think that it seems really powerful when you're playing against it. Because it lands on you, you don't have a way to remove it, and you're just like, great, I'm gonna take 600 damage. Or if it's um, or if it's a humanoid, you're like, great, my pet's going to spontaneously combust into a million pieces in five turns. But I don't think the ability is really that powerful. So with that, my, with my breed, it was 550 damage for one turn, delayed by five turns. 
550 damage really isn't a huge number. Compared with the other top tier combos that we're using on this team, like Conflagrate, um, or uh, the Power Surge, which is like 2,000 damage for one turn. I mean, sure, those others have downsides or other setups. But, I mean, heck, just a single Sulfurous Smash. The spammable attack from Little Ragnaros is almost that much damage. And you don't have to wait five turns and hope the dot lands. And five turns is just so long that if the enemy keeps the pet out on the front line, it's just going to die naturally, right? We talked about this earlier. They have an easy way to avoid Curse of Doom, and it's just keep punching. It's going to die, and Curse of Doom won't really matter. At that point, you've just wasted a turn. Um, even worse, I found out, which I didn't know, Curse of Doom can be dodged on application. So if, if, they, if their pet dodges, and this may be a bug, right? If their pet dodges, when you try to apply Curse of Doom, it won't land. And if you, when it procs, I had the rabbit dodge that turn, and the damage never hit him. So that gives them two chances to avoid the damage. Now that feels like a bug. It should either be on application or on proc, like all the other abilities in the game. But maybe I just, uh, maybe I, I ran into a weird bug. It was a rabbit dodge that hit it. But, alright. Two abilities I don't like. Two more. Haunt. Like all the other dodge, blinds, pet swaps, it's brilliant if you're faster than the enemy, right? Because you disappear, they waste a turn, and you're dealing damage to them. That's awesome. But if you're not faster than the enemy pet, it's pretty darn terrible, right? It's like a slow rabbit. That's just horrible. Sure, you dodge, but they know it's coming. It doesn't stop anything the turn you play it. You're barely breaking even. You're taking free hits, avoiding nothing. I mean, Haunt can't be used when you don't have another pet to swap to. Which is another downside. So when I was down to Unborn Valkyrie being the last pet, which was pretty common because you're constantly Curse of Dooming and Haunting, so it's usually on the back line coming back. This is just a dead ability slot at that point. Its damage, even when it does land, is almost completely negated by a shield. So when it hit like a turtle or a crab, Haunt does nothing. It's just, I, I was really disappointed in it, I'll just say. Uh, Howl. Now this ability worked great the first time we used it, the start of the show over a year ago. Which is, oh yeah, I should have mentioned, we passed our one year anniversary and I totally didn't even notice. Is in, uh, let's see, December 31st, 2012, right before the new year, uh, was our very first show. So we pa we're at our 16 month anniversary. Happy anniversary everybody, we did it. Here's to many more years <laughs> ahead. But anyways. How was great when we used it back there in 2012 or 2013. But pet tamers are smarter now, right? Because Hal puts a debuff on the enemy pet that in increases the damage that only that pet takes for two turns. It's very rare that you're going to run into someone now who simply leaves a very badly debuffed pet in the front line. Everyone knows by now to swap it out. The, and, and the enemies are smart. Or Sorry, I shouldn't say enemies. We all are smart as pet tamers. Our opponents are smarter. So broadcasted abilities like Howl just are not very good now. Not because they got nerfed, not because anything changed. People are just smarter. It's great in PvE, right, where the enemy pet doesn't know to avoid it. But in PvP, not great at all. Alright, that's what I think. Let's get down to the verdict. Here you go. This is what you want to know. Win rate, 40%. Uh, without doing in-depth research, I think this is the lowest win rate I've ever had on this show. This team just didn't do well for me, right? Even without the Unborn Valkyrie on my roster, I think I was at like a 60% win rate without her. 
and I'm just not really positive why. That's why this, this team is so frustrating for me. I don't really get why it's not winning more. The concept still feels really strong to me, and all of the pets are on it. Like, Lil Ragnaros, come on, he's on my team. That's my ace in the hole. I should have been winning like crazy. But I was still losing. And one game that particularly made me rage, I have to say. I just have to say, every single enemy pet survived a combo with less than 10 health. All of them. All three of them. And it kind of drove me insane. And I lost the pet. The final pet had 8 health when I lost. Um, and I don't know if it's just misses or the way the math works on the combos and my breeds. That maybe the combos are built so that they just barely can't kill enemy pets. But it just didn't work. And it was just one of those games and then like you'd miss the prowl onyx bite. And it's like 15% chance. But it feels like it's happening more because it hurts every time it does. I don't know, I just felt like this team really wasn't meant to be for me. So will I use this team? In PvP, yes. Yes, I will. Even though I have not learned my lesson. It was painful. But I, I, I believe. I believe in this team. I think I just still need to figure out what that magical three-pet combo is that makes this strategy work for me. Because a few people wrote in and said they had great success with the team. I, I don't think I read it. I... I must have skipped over it somehow. Someone said that they had amazing success with this team. Oh, it was David. Here we go. He says, either I've been lucky or this team is awesome. I've won 13 times and lost four, two of which were the ones where he accidentally killed himself with the haunt trick. Um, so he has Zhao's heal. So maybe I need to finally unlock Zhao at the Celestial Tournament. Maybe I need to finally get him so I can try it. But he had greater success with this team than I did. So that's why I really believe in this team. It has to work, right? Um, so I'm going to keep trying. Maybe I'll get Zhao. I just refuse to believe that individual combo pets can't be effective. That pets that combo off of themselves in two turns can't be a good team. So I just need to do better. In PvE, obviously, this team is brilliant, right? The combos, the way we <laughs> design this team is the combos are essentially overpowered abilities that are only overpowered if the enemy doesn't avoid them. And the computer doesn't see them coming and never avoids them. So it's brilliant in PvE. It really works best. I think it's one of the best teams we've built for like a works for everything PvE team. Where you can take this team into most fights and do reliably well. Like it's not going to perfectly counter anything. But you can take it in any fight and hold your own. So I'll definitely be using that. Individual verdicts. Unborn Valkyrie. You ready for it? Right? The most overpowered pet that's <laughs> ever been claimed that everyone's playing. I'm giving it a 6. I'm giving it a 6 because if you can get a balanced balance breed, a rare version of this pet, it's probably a 9, right? But let's be honest. The majority of pet battlers aren't going to spend weeks of time that it would take to get that. Maybe even months for some. It's a tough grind. It's super annoying grind. If you don't have alts that you can park at all of the spawn points, you have to fly over North Ren for like an hour just to check every spawn point once and hope that someone doesn't beat you there when it does spawn, and when it does spawn, hope that it's the breed that you like. And then it, when that, when you, th when you all that happens, if it's not a rare, go out and grind undead, undead pet stones to boost it up to rare. Right? It's so brutal, and it's such a well-known trick at this point, the Curse of Doom haunt, that people have plans and backup plans and backup plans to their backup plans for how to counter it because they've fought it so much. If you're thinking about getting this pet now, and this is part of why I'm giving you a 6, if you don't have this pet already, don't get it. We already missed the boat on it, right? 
I missed the boat because I put this on my team way too late. If I was on top of it, I would have farmed this pet early on. I just didn't want to deal with the grind. Um, right? This is the honest episode. I didn't want to deal with the grind. I didn't want to get that pet. Um, it's just brutal. We missed the boat on this pet. It was great when it was unexpected, when people didn't know how to counter it. But people have learned by now. We missed the boat. Unborn Valkyrie is done. Oh, Unborn Valkyrie. It's dead. Oh, it is really dead. It's like a ghost. Or... It's not a ghost. I don't, well, it's unborn. That's Let's not get into that. It's a whole weird thing. We don't want to get a weird repeating breeding castle discussion again from last episode. All right, Nexus Whelpling. I'm giving this guy an 8. This pet has is the epitome of self-synergy, right? All of its abilities work well together to provide maximum damage. It has good utility for the whole team. Um, Arcane Winds prevents the stuns, which is the only thing that would interrupt his big combo. It boosts the damage of his big combo. When he comes out of his combo, he usually has a big um, damage buff from his passive, and then his punch is heavy damage with a with a uh, with a weaker hit chance, which is awesome for that because it just destroys the enemy pet. Grab the Nexus Whelpling without hesitation. Have fun with it. The other thing I like about Nexus Whelpling is that it doesn't necessarily have a bad breed right even speed speed is good for nexus whelplings you're getting arcane winds out so they can't stun any first turn you're hitting them first each turn with your big hit power power is awesome because you're dealing a ton of damage health health is awesome because it makes sure you get your your uh, uh mana surge all three turns out i just i really like this pet he's really good all around go grab one you can get him for real easy around the nexus and borean tundra if you go back to the team episode for this which was a month ago two episodes ago there's a full guide and a link with where he is in borean tundra go grab him feline familiar is the other one i'm going to review uh he's getting eight as well same as nexus Whelpling. it's a cat wearing a hat i don't know if you didn't catch that earlier but that should have told you everything it's a cat wearing a hat what more could you ask for right it's got great abilities on top of its light-hearted looks as well which is obviously what really matters i guess if if you want to get down to brass tacks but i think the visuals are very important to me uh, but it's it also has, I think, the best steroid in the game. Steroid, when I say that, I mean the ability that buffs your next attack, right? So, uh, so stim pack is something like the Terrans have. It's a steroid type ability. And it has some of the best punches and two different damage types to go with it. The combo is just brilliant. So unfortunately, the Feedline Familiar is not quite as easy to get <laughs> as the Nexus Whelpling. It's a Halloween event only. You can get it, I think, from like the little candy buckets or whatever, but you can also buy it from the vendor for 150 little tricky treats or whatever those candies are. That, that's the holiday currency. All right, so let's jump into community because we got a question from Daniel. He says, how do you gauge how much to pay for a pet on the auction house? Um, I have a very fickle relationship with the auction house. We're being honest today. Remember, this is honest episode. I really prefer to collect the pets myself. It just feels kind of wrong to me to buy it. I feel like I need like a story about it. Like I feel like the pet's really mine if I worked hard to get it. Like the Zandalari knee biter as out there farming dinos, trying to solo them on my hunter. But every now and then, especially if I've been trying to get the pet for several days and haven't, as was the case with Zandalari knee biter, spent about a week trying to farm it, never got the drop. I just kind of snap, and my <laughs> philosophy on the auction house just goes full 180 and I sprint to the auction house and will pay pretty much any amount of gold to buy it because I'm just sick of waiting at that point. <laughs> it's not a super healthy economic strategy I will freely admit and it probably says something about my personality too but the way I told my wife 
because I felt like I needed to justify it to her when I was buying the ruby droplet for over 3,000 gold on the auction house this weekend. I, I put in my time. I've played WoW since launch for what? It's like over 10 years now? I've played WoW for 10 years. I have earned the right to economic luxury within that game. I have farmed gold. I have earned gold. I have grinded my fair share to get a, a treasure trove of gold that I can use to purchase pets when I need to. But anyways, when I do go to the auction house, I use the add-on Auctioneer. And this is what I'd really recommend as a serious response to, to your question, Daniel. Um, it's an incredible add-on. You can download it. It, it does it. The best way to download it is to search for Auctioneer. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, too, to download it from their official site. Because that has more frequent updates than someplace like Curse or any place else where other people kind of port it to. I highly recommend it for anyone that's playing WoW, whether you're pet battling or not. One of the coolest features is that it scans the auction house for all prices every time you use it. It adds a little like blue arrow button that you hit, and it scans everything. And then, when you go back to the auction house to buy, when you search for something, say I was searching for the ruby droplet, it tells me what the price is that they're asking for compared to the average price over time that I've seen it at during my scans. So let's say the average is 100 golds. Uh, for the ruby droplet and it's being sold for 200 gold it'll say 200 gold then in red text say 200 percent next to the price just to let you know you're going to be way overpaying for this if you buy it at this price but like i said i usually buy it anyways <laughs> if i need it for a team because i farmed it i farmed it okay i need to record the episode this weekend i'm buying that pet um but at least i know what i'm getting into right the the add-on warns me and if it's something like Every now and then you see stuff that's like 3,000% times. And you're like, okay, something is seriously wrong here. This should not be at this price. Um, again, if any of the listeners know of a good resource or maybe another add-on, because I don't know if there's like a community. It seems like there should be some sort of community or like a forum where people keep track of this, maybe on Warcraft Pets somewhere. Um, so if you know of a good resource or add-on for knowing how much to pay for a specific pet, send it in and and we'll share it on the show obviously we love sharing stuff with the community we're just all pet battlers helping each other out so let us know what you use crew combo this week i'm doing the crew combo because i found a combo that i am just really excited about it's called pillar of fire couldn't think of anything cooler i'm sorry it's righteous fire flames burn infant i don't know flames of righteousness um so the two abilities are righteous inspiration and ion cannon righteous inspiration is an ability it's only on um the Merkelot, the blizzcon 2014 reward which i got because i went to blizzcon but i know a lot of you didn't which is why i'm putting it in the crew combo and not as a full team because not everyone can do this combo but it's awesome so righteous inspiration it swaps a friendly pet in and it gives them double damage and speed for one turn so you use the ability you choose a pet to swap in and then that pet comes in with double damage, double speed. And then Ion Cannon, which is the biggest upfront burst damage ability in the game. So a lot of pets have this. Tranquil Mechanical Yeti, obviously. It's the one I love and the one we use most on the show. Menagerie Custodian and Dark Moon Tonk. And so this is just a mechanical nuke where you have to recharge afterwards. So the combo is simple, right? You already know what the combo is. Righteous Inspiration first and that always goes first so the pet coming in will get hit that's something to keep in mind so that pet is going to take damage before he attacks or he's going to get stunned if they have a stun right so you just need to prayer prepare for that ion cannon will go first because they have double speed and double damage and with that double damage buff it's going to deal a horrifying number of damage 
Um, so let's get into the numbers. First turn, zero damage, obviously. You're doing Righteous Inspiration, which essentially does nothing. Next turn, 1,500 damage. <laughs> guaranteed to go first. Guaranteed to kill whatever you're fighting. Uh, God help them if it crits, because they're just going to quit the game. <laughs> Uh, of course, it's two recharge turns after that. So, I mean, this ability is best used when the Yeti is at low health. Like, punch, punch, punch with him. Ship the Yeti off to the back line. Righteous Inspiration. And then nuke him for 1,500 damage on his final turn. So, if the Yeti lives for all of its turn, it's 366 damage per turn. If it's killed, though, it's 732 damage per turn. Now, the real perk of this, right, because 366 isn't great. The real perk is that it's all burst damage, which means, bear with me here, we're going math. You could theoretically do this two times in a match, right? So say you start with Merkelot, Righteous Inspiration, Ion Cannon, kill their pet. So, uh, do something for a few turns, because Righteous Inspiration does have an eight-round cooldown, though, so you're going to have to do something in between. But then do it again, Merkelot. Righteous Inspiration, Ion Cannon. If you can pull it off two turns, if that's your only objective on your team, I'm sure you can pull it off two turns, or two times in the game. Your other pets just have to kill one pet, right? So in those other turns where Merkulai and Yeti and your third wheel are punching, all they have to do is kill one pet because the combo's going to kill two other ones. In theory, right? This is Crew combos where we, we live in best-case scenarios, <laughs> right? So... I just really like this. I I haven't leveled my Merc a lot yet, but I'm gonna start doing that after I build the pets for the next team, because um, I just want to try this combo. It sounds like a super fun combo, even if it's not you know ideal. It's gonna be fun to play. So if you went to BlizzCon or if you bought the BlizzCon Virtual Pass, which is awesome now that you can get it that way, um, you know hopefully uh, hopefully you're trying out this pet too. All right, let's go to the iTunes review. Mini Bacon, great name by the way. Five stars. This show rocks. He says, great pod, or he or she says, great podcast. Not only did it get me excited about jumping into pet battles, but it kept me going when I was 0-37 in PvP battles. And he says, ouch. <laughs> and Josh continues to keep the action fun with new team discussions and inspiring ways to create new and fun pet battle teams. Thanks. After the, this week's matches, Mini Bacon, I think I could safely say that I feel your pain on those PvP losses. We've all been there at some point. And me, I was there more recently than probably a lot of our listeners. So I'm glad the show is helping you have fun as you work through it and kind of learn stuff. Hopefully it's helping you find new teams to try, like you mentioned, so you can find new strategies that work best for you. If nothing else, buddy, if you went to BlizzCon, I'm telling you, try this Righteous Inspiration combo. It's just going to be fun. Even if you lose, how about this? Here's your challenge for Righteous Inspiration. If it's, if it's a bad combo. I don't think it's a bad combo, but if it is, your job is to go out there, Righteous Inspire ion cannon kill one of their pets outright and then just leave right don't even worry about winning the game just have the objective of i'm gonna nuke one of their pets in one turn and maybe laugh about it maybe do like a little evil scientist laugh like ha 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 um i don't know that's what i'm gonna do if the combo's bad i'm just really excited anyways mini bacon thanks for writing in hope you're enjoying the show hope you're uh learning some more about uh new pets to try all right that's the review so, I hope you enjoyed playing this team, maybe a little more than I did. I hope you uh, swapped out Unborn Valkyra, hopefully, even better, got a better breed of her and were able to succeed with her. Let us know how it went, if you're still playing the team. Post it in the comments, on the site, GameDiplomat.com, or on the blog, or sorry, not the blog, on Google+, Plus in our community where everyone's talking. I, Fumblefoot, Daniel, David, Eleanor, 
who else am I? August is in there a bunch. We've got a lot of great people talking about pet battles in there. Jump in there, talk about it with us. Next week on the show, we're going all out with Fumblefoot Snakebite combo, which we featured on last week's show with Eleanor. Um, come back in two weeks for all the poison, blindness, biting you can handle. Spoiler. This team is why I purchased the Ruby Droplet for 3k off the auction house this weekend after trying to farm it. It's going to be on the team. It's going to be great. Come back. Hope you'll come back. Two weeks. We'll be there. Other shows. Happy Hearthstone. We're building the best decks right now only using free cards that you get when you start playing the game. So if you're new to Hearthstone or maybe you've been waiting for an excuse to try it, this is it. The best part about this is when you're using these free decks, you can just laugh. At all the people you beat that clearly paid money to build their decks because they're throwing down legendary cards every turn and you're still beating them. It is good, good fun. Alright, so if you played with any of the pets, obviously, post it on the blog, GameDiplomat.com. We'll have full show notes for this episode there. Um, you can email me, WowPetBattle.Outlook.com, or find me on Twitter, AJosh, or AJ, ugh, at JAugustine. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a link on the show notes as well if you can't understand my terrible voice and like i said hop in the google plus community we'll talk about stuff so jill turner all that good stuff there thanks for tuning in to another episode of wow pet battle crew and taming the world of azeroth with me one turn at a time happy hunting tamers